0: Until I give my money,
1: right? Ooh. I had a dream I could buy my way to heaven. When I woke I smit that on a necklace. Ooh. I told God i will be back in a second. Man,
0: it's so hard not to act reckless. All Nation, this is Carlos Reyes, and welcome back to the Realist Podcast in the Game, where we bring you the cream of the crop. That's right, the top 1%, and we dig deep to see what makes them tick. Today, I have two of my very good friends. The co-founders of TLC Home Bars, Mr. Eric Klein and Mr. Tony Montalbano. Did I say that right? You said it yeah, right. right. Yeah. Thank you, thank
2: you very the much. The Thanks, the Carlos. The
0: show, Appreciate started, it, brother. We got up, gentlemen. Thank you for uh, for being here and stopping in. You know, I, I think this was unexpected, but nonetheless, that's what happens, right? Yeah. yeah. Appreciate when, uh, you having us. When you know some people, uh, when you're good friends with people, like like we're good friends. And you got a studio downstairs It's like, hey, man, y'all want to come in for a podcast since you're in town, right? You guys are in to do uh, uh, Steve's, Real Estate Disruptors. Well-deserved, well-earned. Uh, man, I just want to say I am very, very proud of you guys, man. Uh, over the last 10, 10 months, you guys have made a lot of noise in this industry. So. Thank you. How are you guys uh, enjoying the new, uh, the new gig, the new industry that you're in? Because I know you guys have extensive backgrounds. Talk to us about that, man. So... Appreciate you having us on, brother, honestly. For sure, for sure.
1: Um, was excited to, to get on your podcast. Uh, how, do, how do we, how do I like, it? I'll keep it on myself. Um, it, for, the, for the first time in probably four years since my last business, like, I feel like, I feel like I'm alive. Mm. Um, I have, I wake up ready to, ready to go. And it's it's been a long time since I felt that, and for a for a guy, for a man, for a father, for a husband, to feel that, um, it's a special feeling for, for me. So and, and it's this industry that um, brought that, that spark back for me, because um, it it had been it had been almost three years since my last business shut down. Um, not sure if we'll get into that or oh, not. we will. But uh it's uh love this industry. Um I, I know I knew right away it was something that was super scalable with my skill set that I brought from my my prior business. I uh I knew that we could hit the ground running. And uh especially after we had we had come to you and your team, like that was a pivotal moment for us. And uh man, I, I the sky's the limit. I love it.
2: Yeah, yeah. I feel the same way. Um, I still own a business out in San Diego, as you know, I own a, a bicycle business out there. Um, but you know, that has a lot of ups and downs and we had a, uh, a down a couple of years ago, kind of when all those bird scooters and stuff hit the streets and mm. our rental fleet, just, we were renting a hundred bikes a day that went to zero bikes a day. Wow. And, uh, it, it was kind of a punch in the gut. Um, you know and during that time I actually had reached out to Eric and I was like man I've been making good money for a decade and all of a sudden you know we're I'm kind of back to square one and need to get back to the drawing table um, and then uh, and then you know we we tried pivoting a couple different ways in the bike business and then covid hit and it and the bike business blew up again and I was doing doing well again um, thank god but uh but you know during that time uh, Eric had exited his company and we just kind of stayed on that same conversation of, you know, you know, the, the bike business isn't a for sure thing forever. You know, you're you know, his last business isn't a sure thing. You know, we need to diversify and figure out, you know, what to do next, what to do together. And uh, jumping into this industry and 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 being able to do it with, you know, my best friend is,
0: has been awesome. How long have you guys known each other? 20 years. Yeah. Where'd you guys meet? In our hometown.
1: Yeah. In our early 20s, uh, both born and raised in Rockford, Illinois. And uh, in our early 20s, we were living with each other. And uh, it was a time in our lives. Oh, my God. To to sum it up, yes. (laughs) To sum it up, yes. It was crazy. It was, uh, we put it this way, we're not the guys sitting here today.
0: Oh, I can only imagine
1: yeah
2: Yeah. and if you asked anybody that used to hang out with us back then you know where we would have ended up it definitely isn't with carlos reyes on this podcast
0: yeah where would you have ended up uh oh wait let's not talk about here we're not i'm not talking about legally like you know but i'm saying what were some of the craziest things you guys were doing if you had to keep it pg-13 because you guys look like two very interesting individuals.
2: Yeah, I'll 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 tell kind of my background and my story first, and then Eric can dig into his. But you know, back during uh, you know 2005, we were partying really hard. Um, a lot of booze, a lot of drugs, um, and. I think we got kicked out of every single bar in Rockford. I don't think we were allowed in most any the, bar. I most mean, the time. <laughs> we were living together and we were best friends because like we, it was getting kind of slim pickings of who would hang out with us. To yeah. be honest, like yeah. we were, we were on another level of crazy, like yeah. zero filter, you know, we did whatever we wanted, whenever we wanted. And that was going to end one of two ways, either. You know dead or in prison mm-hmm. and uh you know eric got really close to um the first uh, close to death with wow. his drug addiction and i ended up in jail um on, on really serious charges um so that's kind of where that era of our life kind of ended and a new beginning started yeah and great thing. Uh, um yeah we we kind of both went different ways we kind of split ties for a while we needed a break from each other um and you guys eric, were just toxic toxic to yeah, each yeah, other for sure
1: wasn't good bro it wasn't yeah. good
2: so i went out to you know after i got off of probation got out of jail and and all that i went out to california started a new life and then eric went to florida started his new life and then we started hanging out again what nine ten years ago yeah. something like that yeah. random call in, in san diego i get a call you know I, I'm, my my bicycle shop is in pacific beach and like I remember like the sun was going down and I get this voicemail and I listen to it and it's like, Bro, it's Eric Klein. <laughs> Where are you at, bro? I'm in San Diego in this place called Pacific Beach. I don't know if you're still around. Hit me up. And then uh Ten I years ago. I, yeah. And then I hit him up. I'm like, dude, I own a bicycle shop in Pacific Beach. I'm right here. And then we went and had a cigar that night, and I think we've talked every day since. Yeah.
0: That's yeah. amazing, man. I, I love how You know, I I can't wait to get into your your background, right? But I love how you guys went from one side of the spectrum to the other, right? From being, from contributing to each other's demise to now contributing to each other's success, right? Mm -hmm. You want to talk about a complete 180, you know? And I know I've seen you around his family, right? um quick story for anybody out there listening or watching we um uh we were at a mastermind not too long ago with Chris Rude and uh i was just i was just there for a night or yeah a day and a half or two nights right mm-hmm. um and uh you know you guys were like hey man we'll just crash with us um, we're right next door to where the event is right and i crashed there and i saw you know obviously you know the way that he carries himself he's definitely family yeah, yeah, he carries himself around your family like family would. Yeah, right. So it's se- it seems very very healthy, man. And I'm um, I'm very happy that you guys are where you are today and where you're headed. You're it's this is, right. It's your only totally the beginning. It's just the beginning, brother. So man, I know you got a, a crazy extensive upbringing and background, right? Yeah. You've been everywhere. You've uh, you've built uh, what was it an eight figure company? Yeah, right? you you yeah. built an eight figure company um man talk to us about you know some of your stuff
1: so man where do, where i mean where, where do you really want me to start <laughs> um i can go all the way to the to the to the ugly but um listen drug addict from 13 to 28 years old um the drug that brought me to my i, I speak very openly about absolutely about, about my life Um, Just because I know, listen, there's somebody maybe listening here today that that can resonate. And uh, if it can just touch one person, I feel like I did my job. Mm -hmm. Um, 13 to 28, massively addicted to drugs. Uh, The drug that brought me to my knees, which is one that I said I'd never do, was crack cocaine. And Mm. uh, I smoked that really, really hard for six years. And uh, for me, it was legitimately death or or make a change, mm-hmm. um, and 28 years old, um, checked myself into, well I didn't even check myself in, a, a friend of mine checked, my, checked me into a treatment center in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, literally had $8 to my name, and he, he put me on a plane, flew me down to Fort Lauderdale, Florida, completely out of my element, uh, went into treatment I had 30 days clean going into treatment and uh, I was there for 60 days and when I got out it was the it was the first time because I was in the union in Chicago I was a union carpenter but by the end I was blackballed from every company mm-hmm. like nobody would hire me and uh, when why, why I, is
0: that by the way be- What oh. did you do did you ever bring that to work like as far as yeah. The addiction, yeah, I was I was smoking crack on
1: job sites. I was shoot. I was doing ecstasy ecstasy pills. Hanging twenty five feet off of a building. Um, At the the last job, it's crazy. You asked that question. Did you bring it to work? My last job, uh, I was hanging off without without a retractable on, which is if you slip, it catches you so you don't fall. I was I was twenty five stories up on the outside of a building. I reached into the third pocket of my pants, cracked an ecstasy pill in half, and thought it was okay to ask my foreman if he wanted half of it. Oh my God! And he said, "I need you to get up off the from from outside of the building." I I got up, and he said, "I need you to pack your shit up, and you need to you need to go get yourself clean." Yeah. But he he knew he knew you, you would think I I would think you were high enough. Yeah, <laughs> it was nuts, brother. It you really was get higher. Yeah. It was, it was crazy, but I, I remember what the guy said to me when he asked me to leave and go get help is, as, as messed up as I was. He said, go get yourself clean and I'd hire you any day of the mm. week. And that's, that's all. So I like sitting here talking about it out loud. Like I knew I ha- I, I was like, I had something in me. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had a, I had a, a, a bad drug problem, man. A really bad drug problem.
0: You know, and let's let's talk about that. Right. I've uh, not me personally, but I've dealt with some pretty severe drug issues in my family Mm -hmm. from my brother to my mother. You know what I mean? My father at one point, that's why my mother left them. I've seen it all. You know, I've seen I've seen my I've seen my brother smoke black. Mm -hmm. You guys know what that is. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Chiva, you know uh, what do you call it? PCP, is it? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I've seen them smoke black. I've seen my mother smoke uh, crystal, you know, out of a pipe. You know what I mean? I, I've seen all that. You know, I've 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 taken my mother to get whatever she needed because she was mm-hmm. she looked like she was gonna die, mm-hmm. right? She was addicted to um, to uh, glass for probably about fifteen years mm-hmm. after um, I got out of high school. So you know. I know man, I know yes. what it's like. You know, I know what it's like and and I can tell you this man, I feel like the addiction or the problem is just it's a symptom. It's a symptom 100%. You you, you, you hit it you it's it's a I believe that drug alcoholism and drug abuse, right? It is it is it is a symptom. Yeah. Right? It's a yes. disguise and and something like you need to go deep and figure out why yep. where why am i doing this yep but until you for, i mean there's multiple and you probably went you guys i don't know about you but you guys probably went through some programs yeah. right where you know the first step they say is like awareness right like yeah. identifying and and taking accountability like i have a drug problem right yep. that's one it's like i think that's the first step but then it's like okay well why do why is this behavior happening, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Because the behavior is just a symptom. And I consider drug abuse a, an, an illness. Yeah. I, a lot of people, they look at, dr- they don't they don't know. You know, and when people don't know, they judge. Of course. Right? I see a drug addict, I see a homeless person that has a drug issue and I have empathy because I've been through it. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, my mother, my brother, my father, you know what I'm saying, like I've, I've seen it. So I don't look at a homeless person that's on drugs and think like, Oh, look at this loser. Look at this. I don't judge, man. I feel Mm. I'm like, man, like what, what, what caused him? What drove him to be where he's at today? Yeah. Would you guys agree? Well, and it's a
2: double-edged, absolutely. And it's a double-edged sword. Like for me, like my drug use, like in my youth, I thought I was just having a good time and then it just progressively got worse. And It took me a while to realize, like, I'm doing drugs now to like mask the issues I'm not dealing with. What were some of those issues, man? I suffer from like horrible anxiety, uh, like clinical anxiety. Mm -hmm. I've been hospitalized. Like GAD,
0: general anxiety disorder. That's yeah,
2: severe um, to where I've been hospitalized and um, like tranquil tranquilized, like you know, to to calm me down. Is it a control thing?
0: um or the lack of yeah yeah for sure we i mean, should put we should put them on lay have them lay down right you want um, to down. but yeah. yeah just uh just yeah grew, i think just the way i grew
2: up and um you know just past traumas but uh suffer from horrible anxiety and then with anxiety you know a lot of people it, it, depression comes. Yeah. um so that's the thing i realized i was masking with drugs and alcohol so it's a double-edged sword because you're screwing your life up with drugs and alcohol you're masking your problem and you're not you know you're not gaining the tools to deal with those problems because you're Mm self-medicating so then you know for me it's like once I got off the drugs and then it's kind of a roller coaster effect and then you're like well I don't feel any better because now you're really dealing with your anxiety Mm -hmm. and depression Mm -hmm. sober which can be really scary, mm-hmm. feel super vulnerable, mm. out in the middle of nowhere, everybody's staring at you kind of thing. Um, and then it takes a long time and a lot of work, you know, to figure out how to deal with those things sober. And um, I think alcohol was like the last thing I had to cut out in my life to to really
0: be mentally healthy. Um, Isn't it kind of a vicious cycle, though? Because what you're using to – Alleviate some of those issues, it, doesn't it like bring other issues on, right? Like alcoholism and d- drugs, right? And, and l- listen, guys, we'll get into real estate, but the fact <laughs> of the matter is, this it's is some the real, real life podcast. stuff. Like, this is the shit that people need to be talking about. This is, you know, this is why I only bring real people that are open and willing, you know, because mm. guess what? What we're talking about right now probably is more important than telling people, go do this and you'll make some money. Mm hmm think about it don't don't we all wish that we had people that that had experiences right if we can go back in time and they can have help us avoid some of all, some of that pain you know what i mean like if somebody were to say hey man the reason why you're doing what you're doing is because you need to look inward and see you know where did this where did this start mm-hmm. you know was it mom was it dad was it you know a girlfriend was it you know where did it go you know what i mean where in the upbringing And I feel like a lot of people, they, 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 everybody in America now, man, they stay away from all that stuff, right? And then what happens? We're all medicated, of course. We're all fat. Yeah. We're all lazy. We're all dumb, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. We we just become a product of the environment or the influence of what other people are telling us is the best route to take to Mm. to In, in America. In America, we don't heal, right? We we suppress. We, we 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 treat the symptom. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. So but that's the reason I'm asking about this stuff before we get into let's let's go down the rabbit hole. Let's go down the, the failures before we start talking success and money and where we are today. You know what I mean?
1: I, I think like this part that we're talking about, full transparency, uh I I think can hit audiences way more. Like, listen, you, you we can sit here and and talk about different levels of success, mm-hmm. um, what kind of car you drive, how much money you make every year, but that in itself is is sometimes dangerous if you aren't dealing with Absolutely. the stuff we're talking about right now. And uh, I've I've been there, where just a f- you know three four five years ago, when I was making more money than I ever thought I would make in my life, driving
0: a Rolls Royce, everything and uh, living in where's so somewhere on the beach or something, seven right? aisles
1: million dollars but, but what i'm what i'm trying to get at is i was in such a low place in my life that uh you were unhealthy i i was i was trying to fill a hole that never could have been filled and uh i sit here today um, one, I, I truly like love the person that I am. Um, I know I still got a ton of work to do every day I, and, and every I know day. That. We all do. I wouldn't every have day. said that yep. four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I got, I want to continue to work on myself. Um, I know there's people out there that, uh, I can help impact and, possibly change the course of their life absolutely i i truly believe that today it's not all about me today mm-hmm. um and uh it's, it's just getting real man so whoever is out there listening like you're not alone you're not alone you may feel you're alone but uh there's a lot of us that sit here and still deal with the same issues at whatever level you're at Absolutely. It's just you hope to have more wins than losses. Yeah, and
2: it's hard these days. Like, thank God we grew up when there wasn't social media. But, you know, now with Instagram, you know, you just see everybody's wins, but it's... It's uh, bullshit. It's you don't bullshit. see
0: the losses. It's bullshit. Yeah. yeah, it's
2: just so fake. I mean, every I think every time I walk in Eric's office, I just say Instagram's fake. Everything's, <laughs> everything's fake. Uh, we just joke about it constantly because it, it's so fake. And, uh, you know, a lot of those people that, you know, People idolize, you know, they, they got problems too.
0: They're some of the most miserable, like mm-hmm. some of the, I was talking to somebody this morning actually about that. Um, somebody who's going through their own trials right now who, you know, who used to be pretty heavy on social media and he's, he's backed off. Mm. And I was talking to him, I said, hey brother, you okay? You know, and I was like, man, I appreciate you reaching out. These are the things that have happened. This is what I'm going through. But I'm turning it around ever since I stopped doing the whole social media imposter bullshit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, everything is improving. My marriage is improving. My relationship with God is improving. My health is improving. right? Because I would say that 9 out of 10 people on social media are imposters. Mm-hmm. They're imposters. And that's what I told them this morning. I said, hey, brother, don't don't feel like, don't feel like you're missing out on anything. I said 99% of those people that are showing their highlights in life, they're pretty miserable people. Yeah. They don't have they're not real healthy people. They're
1: not willing to show the in-between reels. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're not healthy people. Like, what is the relationship with their wives at home? Mm. You know, how okay. are they how are are they, you know, have they created a sanctuary at home? Have they created a home that's made with peace that brings them peace, love, and joy, right? That's something that you and I discussed. What I got from you know? the last uh, Elite Mastermind. Man. Absolutely. Like it opened up my eyes. Isn't that more important than winning outside of your home? 100%. Right? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah. do you think, if you, when you take a look at all these guys that are spending all their time and energy and focus on social media, do you think they have some of that left for home? Yeah. I really don't the, think the so because I've been on both energy. sides. Yeah yeah. 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 I get it. Yeah. So. Yeah. But what you guys are doing, you know, I feel like because you guys are addressing and you guys are trying to do everything you can every single day to improve yourselves, to to operate at the highest levels. That's why you're, that's why you're catching so much traction in this industry.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Would you guys agree? Yeah, hundred percent. I think I,
2: you know, a lot of people ask us whenever we go to an event or meet new people. It's like, man, how did you guys scale so fast? Mm, yeah, and uh, it is that, and it's also. You know, I think we both have seen like our own rock bottom. Absolutely, and we're not scared of anything anymore. You I know? love that. I mean, I, love I just that. yeah, I love that. You know what? What what's there to be scared of? You jumping, take more jumping risks. into a new yeah. market.
0: You take more risk. Yeah. You you're okay with being more uncomfortable, right? I mean, was it one of you that said that at one point, like you were on, like you were homeless for a few days, or was anybody? Else? Yeah, yeah, for sure, hundred percent. So 100%. if you've been homeless, yeah, this is nothing, right? Yeah, right.
1: I mean, not, not long, a few years ago, um, I, I literally had a business that was doing over $30 million a year and overnight the faucet got shut off Mm. and, uh, even though it's a high class problem, that was a serious problem for me, especially when I was living the lifestyle I was living. And it was like going from a high to a low. And what did I do? It took me a minute, but I adapted, I adjusted, and I pivoted into a new model and here we sit today. Can I ask you? Yeah, yeah.
0: About when you were generating over $30 million for the business and you had the Rolls Royce and you had the big house in Florida, what what was the home life like? What was what, what was life with your wife, Shyla? What was what was your home life with your children? You know what was that like? Talk to me about that being a hundred percent.
1: Yeah. So if my wife was sitting here today, um, and you asked me the question, and now I'm getting ready to answer it, I got to be a completely hundred percent with you. Always. Um, she would have been better off leaving me
0: than. But she didn't.
1: No, dude, she's, she's my day one. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: She's my day one, man. Mm -hmm. Um, I was, I was absent as a father, absent Mm -hmm. as a husband. The only thing that truly mattered was me and, uh, and uh, what people thought of me. Mm. And uh, I was an ego driven maniac. Do you see a lot of that out there right now? It's everywhere. Yeah. It's everywhere. I'm, I'm just glad that, uh, I took And and I don't even, for a long time, I was a victim of what happened to my business and not being able to sell it and not being able to get the, the millions and millions of dollars. I truly look at it today as a, as a blessing. Um, because if, if that acquisition would have went through one, me and my wife would not be together. Wow. Um, I would have, I would have forced her to leave. Um, I wouldn't be under the same roof as my my son, and my my daughter's off to college now. But I would have would have been a struggle being the dad I wanted to, to be that I that I'm you know striving to be today. Every day, yeah. and um, there's a really good chance if I would have gotten my hands on the type of money I was getting
0: ready to get my hands on,
1: within the in the state. we can talk about it. By yeah. the way, how
0: much money were you how much money was somebody going to give you for 50 percent of your company 54 million 54 million dollars yeah. yeah there's an old saying they say uh, you can buy you can buy your you can buy your ticket your golden ticket to hell yeah you can buy your golden ticket to hell for some people who can't handle that type of success yeah right there's more drinking there's more drugs there's more women there's more destruction yeah mm-hmm. Would you say that that was an option as far as a, a road? It, it was going to be the option. Holy smokes. Yeah. I can sit here and honestly say today. Um, so your ultimate, your ultimate failure, which was like, oh man, I didn't get the $54 million that yeah. I, I was getting. Like, you know what I mean? Was like your salvation. It It's, I thank God. It that it didn't happen. That did, it did not happen. Wow. Because This all you, guy
1: was not ready. To yeah. receive that kind of a, a it, it, for me, it would have been a death sentence, mm. and I and I I can say that
0: confidently. Absolutely, yeah. Not a lot of people are willing to say that, though. Yeah. Not a lot of people are willing to admit that, right? Not a lot of people yeah. are willing to own their shit, right? I feel like that's a big part of today's, pro, like, pro, like it's a big part of today's society's mm-hmm. problem. Mm-hmm. People don't own their shit; mm-hmm. they just point fingers. Yeah. Yeah. they victimize themselves right They don't take any accountability. you literally just said the 54 million dollars would have broke me it would have broke my wife it would have broke my family yeah. and I would not be here right now yeah wasn't it? next to one of, next to one of your best friends yeah building a thriving business yeah you know what I mean of course yeah yeah those things
2: seem hor- you know obviously horrible when you're going through them and then you look back and you're like oh these things happened absolutely for a reason um if it wasn't for you know i think about that a lot with my past and you know it makes me sick to my stomach how i was living my life and going through all that stuff but it's like would i change it i don't know if i changed one of my days back then i might not be sitting here right now you know that butterfly effect or whatever i love that you know so it's like you know that's the beautiful thing about the past is you can't change it Mm. so you just live in the present i
0: love that yeah, you had, were you gonna say something? No. So let me let me let me <laughs> ask you guys great. this before we before... listen we're, uh, the, <laughs> yeah.
1: the 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 talk that we're having full transparency, mm-hmm. Carlos. Um, this isn't the podcast I thought we were gonna do. <laughs> Absolutely, but
0: but wait wait a minute. What did you think this podcast was? I no, thought it was about ooh, real estate. No
1: no no. I say that because I. I love talking about
0: this stuff. Absolutely. Like, I I love These talking about this These guys have never, they, they probably have never watched any of our episodes, huh? Huh? No. Brother, I bring in people that, are, that have sold their companies for $150 million and we rarely talk about yeah. business. Mm-hmm. We talk about all the other shit. Which is amazing. You know what I mean? Like, because yes. this is, think about it, right? How many people, how much money do you guys have in the pipeline right now? Close to what, 2 million, I would say? Okay. Mm-hmm. Shy or above? Great. 2 million. Close to two million dollars. Yeah, you're part of that. You're part of that one percent. Yeah. How many people can relate to having two million dollars in their pipeline? Few. How many people can relate to having drug problems? A lot. How many people can relate to having bad addictions and bad habits and bad lifestyles and making bad decisions? How many? Yeah. Right. A ton. Yeah, Nine a out of ten. A lot.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: How many people can relate? to have gone through or are living in pain. Yeah, majority. Everybody out there listening and watching right now, I don't care if they're wholesalers, fix and flippers, entrepreneurs, whatever, I bet you they've been through or they're going through Mm -hmm. some type of pain. And that was my next question for you guys is, individually, what is the first thing that you have to do in order to start transitioning out of that toxic lifestyle? That's my question for you and then you. Yeah. So for me, I had to want to change. Well, why didn't you want to change for a very long time? I was doing it for everybody else, Carlos. You were trying to change and I, leave the addictions for everybody I, else? I was
1: trying to satisfy everybody else. for, And, and I'm gonna, th- this is on me, right? Absolutely, yeah. So, Which is usually the case, by the way. Yeah. So it was, I was trying, whether I was trying to do it for a job to keep a job, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I I knew either my drugs or my alcohol were going to ruin, ruin my, my job. I was going to get fired. Then it was, I was, I was trying to get clean to, uh, have my mom not kick me out of a house. Then it was, I was trying to get clean for, for this person, for that person. And for, for me, when, if, if you heard the story of my last using, um, it was literally me. It was a spiritual awakening that uh, I I clearly saw death or or make changes. And for for me, I wasn't doing it for anybody else other than the fact I did not want to die yet. So that's what that's what what made me say.
0: I got to do something
1: different. Everything that I've tried on my own did not work. It's just like when we came to you for a mentorship, right? I was like, let me go to someone that has already already had success. So in my head, I'm like, I need to take, I need to start taking suggestions from people that aren't effed up on dope that aren't living on the streets that uh, can keep uh, the same cell phone number and, and pay their self. Like, so for me, it was it was getting back to the basics of let me just take suggestions and uh, take them from people that are doing better than I am, and that's really when it all started for me again changing when I just started listening to other people. And today, I take suggestions, and some of them I implement, some of them I don't. Right? Some suggestions are good; some are just not for
0: me. Absolutely.
1: Right? So. Yeah. That's that's for me why I changed. It may be different for a lot of people. Listen, I was staring down the barrel of a of a of of dying. Mm-hmm. And I was the one that was gonna pull the trigger. You were done. I was done, man. It was it and was that with, bad for me.
0: You had you're you still you had a wife and you had children. No, I was by myself, brother.
1: No, I'm saying Where when, when I was making money. Is that what you're saying? Before no, but you 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 were already married. No, no. When I got clean, I was not married. I was 28 years old. That was
2: 13 years ago. Yeah, single. Okay. That was 13 years ago. Okay.
1: I met my wife three days before I got out of treatment. And uh, crazy thing, and, and I How never. How did you meet
0: your wife? Why don't you tell everybody? I've that's never a great told story. This story. I've never told yeah. this story.
1: I I um, I was sitting. The I was in a treatment center. They used to load us up on these white buses and bring us to to NA Narcotics Anonymous meetings. And uh, it was three days before I got out of treatment and these these two girls were always at these meetings sitting behind sitting behind me and I'm like, these are some hot lesbians.' Uh-huh. I swear, yeah, I'm just being honest because yeah. my wife my wife would be laying her head on this girl's lap. the other one would lay her and I'm like, dude, these girls are freaks like what's going on? <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I thought they were dating these two girls yeah. And uh, but the, the first time my wife, Walked in the room, and I—I I kid you not. There was like a aura. I—I I kid you not, brother. It, it like there was something when I looked at my wife that I had never like, seen when I when I had ever looked at a, another woman before. And uh, when she, she she sat next to me and we talked one time, and I got her name wrong the the first time I tried calling her by her name. I said some other girl's Sheila. name. Yeah, you said Shyla. Sheila. Shyla, but I called her, um, no, I know, Tammy.
0: I no, no, I know her name is Shyla. Yeah. I, I, yeah. No, I'm saying you call her Sheila. No, I called her Tammy. Yes. That's not even close. No, it's no. not close at all, <laughs> but and
1: she was okay with that. No, she was like, I'm not Tammy. My name's Shyla. So, but she, three days before I got out of treatment, I exchanged, I got her number for it, what you thought she was a lesbian. Yeah. Well, she told me she wasn't. When did she tell you that? After I was like, are you dating this girl, Jamie? And she's like, no, that's my best friend. Oh. I was like, all right, cool. So she had, uh, I I at this time had $8 to my name. $8 to my name. I had two
0: pairs of shorts from Target and two white Hanes t-shirts. That's all I owned. What kind of shoes were you wearing back then? You weren't wearing these, uh, what do you call Concords? I don't know. Adrian would know what they are. I don't even know what these are called. I'm going to be honest. No, I know. No, they're really <laughs> nice. But I'm saying, what kind of shoes were you wearing back then? Whatever? Whatever. Whatever.
1: Yeah. Target, probably. Mm. The clothes I went down there with, my friend bought for me to go to treatment. Wow. Yeah. And she had brought me, we went to, uh, the day I got out of treatment, she came and picked me up. She brought me to Starbucks and not knowing I had no money, I spent my last eight dollars buying her and I a cup of coffee. And uh you were,
0: you were clean, you were wiped out at that point. I was You're wiped. Done. Yeah.
1: I had I had no money. Yeah. From that day up until I got a job, she literally supported me and I was a complete stranger to her.
0: Mm.
1: From that day I spent my eight bucks, she had my back since day one. That's amazing. Yeah, man, that's beautiful.
0: Mm. Tony, let's talk about your wife. <laughs> yeah, I don't no, know you, where you she's of, at. Bro, this is you can laugh your ass off here. This yeah. is a hundred percent. Well, I like uh, to think of Shiloh as
2: my stepwife. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, but she, you know, there's a lot to be said about Shiloh too. She's our yeah. third business partner, and
0: um, she is the glue that holds the company together for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You guys, she. I think she probably like. Playing her role in the company allows you guys to do what you do best. Hundred percent. Yeah,
2: I mean, we're just a couple crazy gunslingers, That's you know. 100%. And yeah, yeah. you know, me and Eric have similar personalities, and you know,
0: you trouble get with along th- pretty well.
1: Trouble with authority and yeah. all that stuff.
0: You, you guys know, get along pretty well. Yeah, you are very competitive. Yeah,
1: and w- but we we respect
0: one another for mm-hmm. sure, right? Yeah, and you respect respect you respect a lot of people for the most part you Mm -hmm. know what i mean yep yeah you guys aren't wanting some of those like you know shady characters you know like you guys actually handle yourselves pretty well
2: yeah we got nothing to hide either you know and being honest all the time with
0: everybody and being
2: open i think helps and i think that's like you know people are so drawn to eric you know he's so polarizing because you know he is open and honest about everything you know
0: and Mm -hmm. uh i definitely love his vibe i like your vibe too thanks yeah 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 but just people aren't really people aren't lining up to meet you
1: right (laughs) (laughs) well girls you look you look look a little scary bro. like
0: you yeah 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 (laughs) right like you gotta
1: keep them around everybody thinks i work out because i hang out with this yeah that's what i'm saying like
0: you know people if you someone takes a look at you for the first time right they they, they can't read you yeah,
2: yeah no that's a lot of people say that and then they get to know me like man no, when i first comedian. met you i thought you know you were an asshole or you were this or that but you know um yeah once people get to know me
0: yeah yeah, yeah i
2: rough look i've had a rough life carl All good.
0: <sighs> man who hasn't right <laughs> yeah. who hasn't yeah you know and, and and that's the beautiful part man let's uh let's fast forward a little bit and mm. where you know where are we at today You know, because this is what I've seen. Um, I remember—I don't know if it was June or July when you guys, you guys—I don't even know where you came from. Mm -hmm. I don't know where where did you. How did you guys find All In? Eric found you guys. Where? How was it like? Instagram, I think. Yeah,
1: I—I had done. uh, You were doing some research. You said I was doing some due diligence. Yeah. yeah. Right, and um, we had had some friends. We have friends in the industry that were. Yeah, we're doing numbers. And um we uh I knew we like and, and I'm again for me, because at this point I was really just doing this by myself, waiting on Tony and Shyla to, to, to I remember me Shyla was Raleigh. still in Florida. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He and he was still in San Diego. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. And I was like, I, I appreciated all the the help our buddies were giving us, but it was free help, right? You're only gonna get so much free help. Yeah. And, uh, and some of the other
0: help that you were getting was very expensive.
1: And it was very beneficial for them. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, it's where we were at in the beginning. It's where yeah. we were at. Did our due diligence. I did some due diligence and I had, I had spoke to some other people in the industry that were offering mentorship. And uh, I was close to paying two, two different people and didn't. At the suggestion of my wife, honestly, wow, yeah, at, at, listen Shila, to your woman, hundred percent. Listen to your woman. And uh, when I had I had come across you and your team, uh, sent it to Shyla. She did her research, and I'm like, listen, they got two programs. I'm like, let's let's just go in on all of them. Mm-hmm. And she was like, cool, let's roll. It was no questions asked. No, she she looked at it. It. You want to know what she said? What what, goes, what,
0: what, 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 yeah, I want to know what, because this is very important for feedback, especially when it comes to our community, right? And the way that we carry ourselves and brand ourselves. What did it for her that she was like, eh, no hesitation, let's do it? I don't know if it was before or after
1: we had got on a call, because I said, we're not paying until I can at least speak to Carlos, right? But she was like, man, they seem like genuine people. Mm-hmm. For my wife, it was genuine Mm -hmm. and uh that's what did it for her and if she were sitting here today same thing man she 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 likes to be behind the scenes yep but if she were here today she would praise the shit out of you guys your demeanor the way you carry yourselves what she believes uh you guys stand for like she uh that means a lot to her for sure a ton to my wife
0: and i hope we haven't let her down no no i mean no, they, no. No. Yeah, we if all... anything right it's like we try everybody people come to us and they, they they think they're coming for one thing yeah have you noticed that oh yeah i'm coming to get real estate you know uh how to scale my company mentorship yeah then they get here and they're like damn this isn't just about real estate or making money this is about a lifestyle and like how we show up every day, you know, Mm -hmm. who we show up as every day. Yeah. Right. And that, that's, that's the impression. Like that's kind of the legacy that we want to leave. It's like, yeah, that's cool. You, you can, I can help you make money, but you know, what type of husband are you? Mm -hmm. You know, what kind of father are you? Because if you're a piece of shit in these areas, you're not as successful as you think you are. No. You know what I mean? You're miserable, man. Think about it. You've been on, you, haven't you been there where you were yeah. going? And I, I love reverting back to where you were when you were crushing and you were driving to Rolls Royce and living on, you know, this crazy estate. What I asked you earlier, what was the connection at home like if there was any at all when you were on top monetarily? Yeah. Like right, when your money was here, where was your health? Where was your relationships with your, you know with your with your wife with your children right mm-hmm. where was all that what it didn't exist literally why do you think that is though for anybody out there because everybody out there right people get into this game to make a lot of what money, money. money yeah yeah right yeah. they make a lot of money yeah
2: but money's gonna amplify who you are absolutely yeah. like if you're a miserable person you're gonna be more miserable with money if
0: you're, a drug if you're a drug addict.
2: you're a drug addict, you're going to do more drugs, you know? It's, uh, it, it, yeah, so it, until you're in a good place in life, you can't appreciate the money you have. It It's just going to make you, you know, once you're in a good place, it's going to make you better, you know, because it's not about the, the money it's about, you know, then you're, you're trying to help people or,
0: you know, build your family or. Which I've seen by the way you guys have, it's amazing to see what you guys are doing and mm-hmm. trying to do, you know, and you guys have already had, you know, an impact, um, in such a short time frame. you're already trying to pour into other people. Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah. I had a conversation. I have a coach, uh, coach pokey, who I've talked to since high school. He's like a counselor and mentor of mine. And, you know, I've made a good living for you know 15 years but you know in the last six months I've made a lot more money and I had a conversation with him about it maybe three or four months ago and I was saying like you know with all this money rolling in I you know it's not really moving the needle for me. like I don't really want anything more I drive a mm-hmm. pickup truck I, I mean I, I don't really want any I'm not like a person to go out and buy a Ferrari or you know I'm just yeah. not that kind of person. As you can see with my shoes that you made fun of, um, but uh, but I was I was like having a serious conversation. With, like I thought, you know, having this amount of money would move the needle. Well, you 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 are able to fly in friends
0: and family now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah You yeah, are sure. able to fly in friends and because you moved to yeah, North and I do
2: that. Thanks, Carlos. Yeah, yeah. I do that. Um, but his point was, we won't get into that. His point <laughs> was, uh, he said, you know, you got to find. How to live a life of purpose? Mm. Like, yeah, money's not gonna matter. Like, what's gonna make you feel like you're Alive. living a life of purpose? Yeah. And um, it's it's kind of you know move towards helping people and the education side of things. And when I do help somebody um, in this industry, especially, uh, that's what makes me that's yeah. that's what's fulfilling. fulfilling.
0: To serve people, to serve people is fulfilling. And I feel mm-hmm. like every human being out there. Right? It, we have it in us. Like We want to help people. We want yeah. to help others. You know what I mean? But there's a lot of people out there that make it very difficult for the right people. I love seeing the right people get into the space of mm. helping other people yeah. because for a very long time, I saw the wrong people trying to portray as they were helping other people, but they were just helping themselves, if that makes any sense. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right? There's a lot of that out there. Yeah. So, no, happy to see how far you guys have come, um, you know, and for anybody out there that's listening and watching, they need to understand, like, you guys have, you know, multiple seven figures in the pipeline, but you went through your struggles in this business just like anybody else, right? A lot of people come into this business and just think they're going to be multimillionaires over, you know, over to- overnight, like 30 days, 90, mm-hmm. you know, 60 days, right? Why don't you guys you you you're an experienced businessman? He's he was already an experienced businessman, right? What did what what did you guys have to go through in this business, in this industry that just like opened up your eyes and you're like, shit, okay, we got it, it looks like we gotta earn it from the bottom up again. Yeah. Right.
1: Uh hey, th- those struggles are even there today. Mm-hmm. We showed up in your office today where we had three closers before we showed up. We're going back to one. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So the the back to the phones, you go back to the phones. I go. Don't get me wrong. We, we got three that are going to be starting in a couple of weeks, which I'm confident with my skill set, the way we onboard people and uh, the train, the sales training that we can give them. Absolutely, uh, They're going to be up and running very quick, but the struggles never stop. Right. I think one of the hardest parts of, of building a business is building a quality team. Um, for, for, for me in, in my years of, of building businesses and being an entrepreneur, that, that has always been the hardest part. Um, building a team that's, uh, quality has the same, hopefully has some sort of your vision or sees your vision. Um, but going all the way back to when we started this, it was, it, it had been a long time since this guy had been on the phone pounding the phones the way I had uh, to start this wholesaling business. Mm-hmm. And so I, I had done it I, or I had did it for, I think, four months or so with just me in a room. And uh, for all the acquisition managers or closers out there, like, not everybody can do this. This is, this is for a, just like we're looking for a small group of people that'll (laughs) sell us their homes. The people that can close these, these deals, it's a small group of people that can do this for a, for a extended period of time and get consistent results. So, um, in the very beginning, we were all over the place, recklessly spending money on marketing. Um, we had two different VA companies Uh, we were paying some other company to, to dispo our deal for 35%, um, had is, is long as we had both been in business, it would like, we had never ran a business before (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it was humbling Mm -hmm. and and it took a minute to be like, all right, Eric, it's been a long time since you've been at day one. Mm -hmm. Uh, the last business you had, there was 150 people and you were really uh, i didn't need to be at the business there was a lot of things i didn't even know how it ran and uh, to go back to scratch and try and build a business again i was like holy shit did i fur like i did i forget a lot or is it really this hard?
2: Yeah. I questioned the hustle in the <laughs> beginning of my own hustle. Cause I was like, man, I've done this before. Why can't I get going here? Yeah. It's because it you get in, I mean, we, I just got so comfortable in my last business. Cause you know, it had been running so well for so long and you know, starting from scratch. It's like, you forget those growing pains.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, you
2: forget the, you know, I forget the four years I went through before, you know I started making money and, or get a, got a day off you know, in the bike business. Um, so yeah, it, it definitely was humbling to to get back to square one, and then just recently um, I hired another. I have a dispo manager, and I just hired another dispo specialist um, underneath her. And I mean, this just happened, you know, last month where hired another dispo person. I mean, our process has been working so well for months now. You know, assigning over four hundred grand a month like clockwork. And then I bring another dispo person on and I change the whole process (laughs) thinking it's going to be better, you know? And then we get a few weeks into it and I'm like, man, everything's screwed up. Like nobody, we couldn't assign a deal. What do you think happened? It it was, I screwed up the process. I brought somebody on and I was like, all right, you do the beginning stages of uh, dispoing this deal. And then, you know, uh, and then the manager will take it from there. Instead of, you know, each person starting with the, the property in the beginning and taking all the way to the end. And what was happening is, you know, the, our Dispo Specialist was getting these listings ready and getting all the pictures in there and sending the deal out. And then our Dispo Manager was dealing with the buyers, but she wasn't familiar with the properties anymore. So there
0: was a break in communication. There was a break in mm-hmm.
2: communication, and it took a couple of weeks for that to catch up. And then I just realized one day and I called Eric and I was like, I just screwed up my whole dispo process. Like I'm I just completely ruined it. Like mm-hmm. and then just had to get back to the process. Yeah. So yeah, definitely trusting what's working.
0: Yeah. You know? Well, the other thing is you can't make like something that Sal and I learned as of recent is you cannot depend on a specific individual or that individual's skill set to run specific departments right you get what i'm saying if you don't have a process right, a, yeah. a concrete yep onboarding training right yep. ongoing process then you're basing it off this one person and when that one person quits what happens mm-hmm. right the you process, have no process that
1: process goes out the door it starts all over yeah, again yeah. and
0: you're like oh man what were they doing right, right. Mm-hmm. what were they yeah. doing how can we do it where well, that person left right yeah. right but i think some of the things that you guys were facing um, a lot of people that come into this industry, especially when they've been uh, business owners in other industries, it's called entitlement. Mm. It's it, it, let's let's call it what it is, right? Uh, what man? I I already did this. I got yeah. I got to burn. I got to start burning some phones, talking to people, <laughs> right? I got to work the dispo side and the transaction, the coordination side. You're like, I don't need to be doing this. No, you do need to be doing that because it doesn't matter like what you did. In your past life, right? This is a new beginning. This is a new business. This is a new life, and you're gonna have to start from the ground up. Or how are you ever gonna tell somebody exactly. to do what you're not willing to do? Right?
2: Yeah. Right. That's what we decided to. That it happens like, a lot, by the way. Yeah. Right? We need to, you know, master what we were our department before we started hiring for it. You know, and yep. that's that's what we did.
0: And I love you know, but eventually, right? You got I consider you guys you guys leaders. And the thing is, eventually. You guys do what needs to be done. At one point, it just clicks. You're like, you know what? All right, man. Entitlement gone, pride gone, ego gone. I'm gonna get into this. I'm gonna, you know, roll my sleeves up, yeah. right? And you do what needs to be done. And that's what leaders do. Yeah, they need they they do what needs to be done.
1: For the last ten months, we we literally put our blinders on and just went to work and and rolled the sleeves up and went to work mm-hmm. for for ten. But months, what did you see? results. Some massive results. Some really good results. Good results. From what we are understanding, better results than most in ten months.
0: Absolutely. Better results than some than some people that have been in this industry for ten years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What we're hearing, man. And then and then, you know, this is why you gotta be very careful with the wholesaling space. Get around the right people. Mm -hmm. Right. As you guys you guys have been in our community long enough to know that the type of people that we're attracting are good, solid, core principle people, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. We're not attracting, you know, for the most part that I know of, we're not attracting the clout chasers. We're not attracting the wannabes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. We're attracting husbands and wives and fathers, you know, like yeah. really good people, you know? And that's why you gotta be very careful because in the wholesale space, I was talking to somebody earlier today about it. I said, think of the wholesale space as the hood with some money. Mm. <laughs> there's Good. so yeah. much bullshit there's yeah. so much there's there's such a crab mindset right a, a, mm-hmm. a crab mentality yeah you know oh man he did this oh he's doing that well oh, he's all oh, look at him he's starting to brown himself oh it, it like people become uncomfortable and then they start to hate mm-hmm. right have you i don't know you, are you guys experiencing any of that of right course. now yes yeah which is disgusting right Unfortunately. that's why sal and i we really if you take a look at us We're not really embedded in the wholesale industry. You get what I'm saying? Even though a lot of people in the wholesale industry comes to us, we're not in that world. Mm. Like this is our world. And if you want to be, we attract. The right people out of that world right. to come and step their game up, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. into a different world. Because I've been in the wholesale industry world, and I I've been a part of that whole negativity and and hatefulness and gossip and all that. That's what you get, unfortunately, with the wholesale industry. Not everybody, right. but a majority of it. Bunch mm-hmm. of hustlers, not many business. Owners. It's a bunch of hustlers, and, and and I respect the hustle. Yeah, of course, man. But I don't res- I don't respect the ignorance. Yeah, I, I don't respect the ignorance, and you know I I don't I don't respect that aspect of the wholesale space. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So back back to back to you guys. Um, let's talk about the people that just quit. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Great question, man. Um,
1: the so we had three acquisition managers closers. I, I refer to them as closers. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, the one had been with us nine. It, it, everyone should pay attention to this, right? Because when they're signs, they're signs. And when you don't pay attention to the signs, um, shame on you. Me, us. And uh, so
0: one of our closers. Why don't we pay attention to those signs? Well, this Is it because one, they're bringing in money for us? Well, this one. You you that, over- that's look, been my You overlook. That's been my situation well, where. People are bringing in money, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Oh, that's okay. I can deal with the toxicity. They're bringing me, you know, money every month."
2: Well, and this one too. Like we, we noticed the signs. We paid attention to it. Me and Eric had conversations about it. We just didn't do anything. About plain as
1: day, it.
0: plain as we day. We just didn't make it. We, there were some little signs that business owners can look for. Well, this These one was blatant. Were
1: so damn apparent. <laughs> yeah. So uh i'll answer your question please i uh let me let me vent for a minute at how ignorant we were um it was our first hire for a closer whoever has hired closers knows the first one that usually never works out right or it takes a couple to get one to work out Mm -hmm. so we hired one and uh Then he referred somebody, his best, one of his best friends, um, and then she referred somebody. So in a short period of time, we had went from zero closers to having three that were all friends. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know where
0: this is headed. Yep,
1: and uh, they were all producing, literally every one of them consistently seven to ten deals a month, uh, generating anywhere. Good check. Huh? A good check, good amount of money. Great check for yeah. them. Yeah, for them. Yeah. Oh, m- more no, than they, they've ever made. They were getting seven, ten deals mm-hmm. a month. Yeah, you still have your fall off. All that they were, they were closing anywhere from projected two hundred fifty to three hundred thousand and projected a month consistently. Mm-hmm. And um, they all just had their biggest months this month on personal income. Personal income for a month, they all broke. Their personal records by a over, long
0: over shot. five figures.
1: Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, five figures. Oh yes. yeah, for sure. H- uh, high five figures, right? Mm-hmm. Well, no, not not high five figures. Yeah, but... well, from twelve to eighteen thousand dollars in a month, good man. Good amount of money. That's some damn good money. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when you come from a job you say you absolutely hate it, and you weren't getting paid very well. No, 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 no. So the signs, though, the signs, which which. Uh, the guy that had been with us for the longest, which was only nine months, um, he had said he had come to us multiple times, more than once, and said, "I don't like what I'm doing, and I don't see myself doing this for a long time." Two yeah. different occasions. And even he though he was,
2: was, I'm sorry, and he asked if he could jump uh, departments to Dispo. Yeah, um, like he was trying every angle to get out of what he was doing, but. I, we just didn't have an answer for him. Really. And he was making
0: good money. Yeah. Yes. So why? Why? Because there's an old saying that is like people quit. People quit bosses, not jobs. Right. Mm. What do you think happened with this particular person? Why is this person saying I do not like what I'm doing?
1: I think if for him it was too re, is redundant. The word mm-hmm. He's coming in, sitting at a desk pounding. I got to hit. But bed- well, what was he doing before this? He was dealing with deadbeat tenants trying to get them into to rentals. So then what happened? This is much better than that. And that's what he said in the beginning. In the beginning, he mm. was like, um, man, this is so much better than my last job. This is a walk in the park, blah, 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 blah. So I think, and and now that we're sitting in here talking about it out loud, right? I, cause I'm still processing this. This just happened a few hours ago. So, uh, But let's go back to some of the signs One, he was very clear He didn't like what he was doing
0: At least that's what he said
1: That's what he said And two, we started looking at KPIs And uh, a KPI that really stood out to me Over the last 30 to 45 days Is he was terminating Double the leads That anyone else Mm. The other two closers And I'm like Man, she's only terminating 50 leads in a month and he's terminating 210? Like there's too big too big of a gap. Absolutely. Um so he was terminating more leads. He just wasn't di- like he was he was dialing but not having quality conversations. He just wasn't happy for whatever reason, man. He wasn't a money motivated. If you're in sales, money should motivate you.
0: But he was good at closing deals.
1: honestly Carlos uh I I don't want to say he was not good because he was getting consistent results and I truly believe it was because of my sales process and I I, and I say that with confidence um he uh it just uh he wasn't uh, money motivated He wasn't money motivated he has he's
2: his husband uh makes good money and he he always said that that he's his husband
1: his (laughs) husband
0: yeah. Okay. that yeah. I heard wrong. his husband his husband yeah. made yeah. good made good money, made and, good he money it and he said multiple
1: times. Yeah. I'm not here for the money. Mhm. Mm, okay. So but somebody that's miserable at two jobs, they're going to go to a third and be miserable.
0: Yeah, you definitely um and we've had those type of employees where um, it's it's not a job thing, it's a them thing. Like, they mm-hmm. have some issues that they probably need to address. hmm You know? Yeah. It, it, like, nothing externally, job or whatever, that's not going to make them any happier. No. So, yeah, okay, know, so that's that. I know it's not, I mean, it, it's not the office. I mean, everybody in that office
2: loves it. It's a great environment. I mean, multiple people say this is the greatest job I've ever had, so... And no same people quit. No, no. I mean... I don't know if they ever said it's the greatest job they ever had. I'm talking about, I mean, my department. They love their job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. But, yeah, I mean, it's just funny because just last night, my dismal manager was just randomly texting me, like, how much she loved her job. Wow. Yeah, so, and then this morning, <laughs> Eric's, Wait, Eric's acquisitions quit.
1: Well, I, I will say this. <laughs> oh, so, so it could so be a maybe department it, thing. I mean, I'm just saying. It could be an
0: Eric thing. Wait, well,
1: right. it may I'm just be. But i But I do think this. I just broke the news to them a week ago about we're doubling the sales staff Mm -hmm. because we're getting ready to bring three new in-house closers on and they all had a serious issue with that. Why is that? The scarcity, maybe the scarcity they're getting, they're going to take my leads. They're going to like, uh, I've, I've been in enough phone rooms when you hire somebody and I've been in the seat where I'm like, damn, this guy guy's going to be taking some of my bread Mm -hmm. but that was the lack of confidence in myself um so it it was an issue i remember the day i told them all i shut the door uh where they are all at and i talked to them about it and they each had their own issue with us growing our company um and it was i believe it was all internal right scared a little bit so anyways they they quit today but I know we know um, in times like this it forces you to grow absolutely uh, I, God did for us what I we couldn't do for ourselves
0: yep we just went through that
2: yeah drives went and it. just driving over here you know I told Eric I was like I feel good man yeah I, I don't I don't care that they quit like it's almost a relief
0: absolutely it yep. was just
2: you know what no, I don't want to say it was the, dead the, the weight energy.
0: Yeah, it the was energy, just like yeah.
2: the the blah energy from both yep, of them, yep. and and uh, the one that stayed has good energy, and uh, everybody else in in the office does. So I just count it as a blessing. Yeah, and yeah. Like, let's roll.
1: No ill will to him.
0: If Lauren's listening to it, shout out to you, Lauren, for sticking with ride or die. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> right. but that's how it is. It's funny how people, you know, in this industry, think that, you know, don't get me wrong. Uh, do you become stable at some point? Yeah. I think we're pretty stable, but there's no guarantees yeah. of that stability. Yeah. But that's any business. It's any, any business, man. There's no certainty yeah. that you will stabilize and stay stable right. as, a, as a company. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Look how many things have happened in the past two years. Mm-hmm. Right? COVID and, yep. you know, uh. uh what do you call it? Uh, presidency changes and government changes and right laws and Gas tax prices. laws and ga- like so much has happened. Yeah. Nothing is certain, yeah. right? right? Nothing is certain. So that lets people know, you guys that are already doing a good amount of volume every single month, you know, you wake up one day and your whole squad's gone, right? <laughs> My first question was, remember? I'm like, huh. Remember, I was like, "Did you pay him? Did they have a good month?" That was my first qu- first question, right? And even Adrian was yeah, like, "Yeah, are bang out month, man." Every single time, for some stupid reason, I still have yet to figure this out. When you pay somebody a substantial of mo- amount of money that they've never seen before, they quit. They go. You know? They lose what you know, is it? They in the dust. I yeah. What what, what what do you think it is? I don't know, brother. I don't know.
2: That's a I usually have an answer even I'll BS <laughs> an answer, but I don't know that one. Like
0: I can't even come up with a fake answer. For I that. know that when I worked for someone, if I made a good amount of money, I just wanted to continue to work harder and, to and, make make and make more money and make more money. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know, you know, what, what has changed since I was employed, which was about eight years ago. You know what I mean? Mm.
2: Maybe that's an entrepreneur's mindset and not, uh, I don't
0: know. Do You think, okay. Have you guys thought about, is it a leadership thing? Could it be a leadership thing? So for the acquisitions,
1: I don't like the way our office is set up. And these may be excuses, right? Because, uh, the, the way our office is set up is our, our closers, our acquisitions is in the front of the office. I'm in the way back.
0: That can't
1: happen. I, I completely understand mm-hmm. that, and I agree with it, and mm-hmm. I know it's not right. Mm-hmm. Um, so in my head the whole time, I'm like, man, I'm not. And listen, I um, the the last, the, my last business, the way it was set up is my personal office was right outside of the the my call center, and then I had a because I had a hundred seats, and then I had a. An actual sales manager that had a, a stand up desk, two monitors, and he was overlooking. And then I had four managers under him that literally were walking up and down. It's not that, the that way it we should. were micromanaging yeah. them. We were just letting them know, hey, we're here to help. We're here to help. We'll take over a phone call well, if you need let, it. But let,
0: let's be honest Mo- most people can't manage themselves. I mean, because we, we can see here and say, we're not micromanaging them. Most people can't govern themselves. Man. I, I, I don't I know agree. why. It takes a I very agree. special person why. to be yeah. able to
2: do that. Yeah.
0: One out of ten people will be able to come in, mm-hmm. be proactive, and do what needs to be done. Yes. The other nine, they need they need you to sit there and they babysit them. They need yeah, a coach the, on them.
2: The same quality in all those people that that manage themselves is they take ownership in the themselves Absolutely. and the company. Absolutely. They yeah. care yeah. about the company. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the people that don't, don't care about the company. No. The people that need to be micromanaged don't,
0: don't. And those are people that you probably shouldn't have in the business. Right. Yeah. People that really don't care. Mm Right. So the fact that you guys lost two people that, you know, they were kind of already, already on their way out in some ways. It's a blessing, man. It's a blessing because now you can get some people that actually want to be there. And through your sales process and through your disposition training, right? Yeah. They're going to thrive. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's what it comes down to is make your company about systems and processes and departments Mm -hmm. so that when one of them leaves, they don't take the whole department with them. Right. Someone else can just come in, plug and play. Yep. Right. Yeah, exactly. So what do you guys see, man? What, what, what are your goals for this year? What are, what are some personal goals and some business goals? Personal goals are first and foremost,
1: one, I I just want to be there for my wife. Um, and uh she had just lost literally i just flew here from florida yeah i know she just lost her her last parent which was Mm -hmm. her mother super close with so i know she's going to be leaning she's gonna need she's gonna need me more than she's ever needed me
0: absolutely
1: um so as a husband i just want to i want to i want this next year and forever but this year this, this year. this year yeah i need her to know uh, I have her back as much as she has my back, and like, as much as she's had your back, she's had my back, and Absolutely. she'll always continue.
0: Um,
1: but I want her to feel that because oh. the one, the one girl, and she said it at her um, viewing, at her mother's viewing, and I always say this about my wife, she's my biggest cheerleader, mm. and she said that about her mom, and she lost
0: that. Damn! So you got to be her biggest cheerleader now.
1: She doesn't have what I have right now and that Shiloh being my biggest cheerleader mm-hmm. so I know I have to step up so uh, like my biggest goal is to make sure my wife doesn't feel that void of having somebody in her corner
0: um how do, like, how do you how do you do that though being the utterly obsessive entrepreneur that you are in your business how do you do that um, how do you hold yourself accountable to that?
1: How do I hold myself accountable, how Carlos?
0: You? Carlos,
1: um, I need to take it off of me, man. I need to take it off of me. Um, it's a really good question, Carlos. It's something I've struggled with forever. As you can see, you're having a hard time answering it. Mm-hmm. If I had the answer,
0: uh, it probably wouldn't be a, a big... By the way, um, um, I struggled with that for decades. Yeah. Right? And um, the last six months, yeah, I've made a complete 180 right complete 180 and I'm not sitting here telling you that I'm the father of the year or I'm the husband of the year yeah, but you can ask my wife and you can ask my children and they'll tell you exactly what I've been able to do over the past six months. yeah so if whatever you need from me, brother as a friend and a brother, yeah. I can definitely give you some pointers and it's a lot of things that I've had to learn from my brother-in-law because right. he you know he was a a much better husband and a father than I was. Mm -hmm. You know, now I'm much better than him. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm here for you for that. Yeah. I I can help you balance that. I appreciate that. Brother, it starts with boundaries at home. Yeah. Right. I'll give you one boundary that I have at home that my wife put into place, uh, into play Mm -hmm. for me. You do not walk in through your garage door or the front door on your cell phone. Mm. Boom. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Quality time. Like I I feel I don't have I don't feel guilty being at work because I know that before I came to work, I gave my family all the love I could. As much time as I could and all the love that I could right before I came to came to work. Yeah. You know, and if you can do that every single day, yeah, when you're at home, I promise your entire life will be on fire.
1: Of course. And she's supposed to be calling you. Uh, I think it was April twenty yep. first yep. to see how you. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So um, It's coming up, it's coming up, it's coming up. And if uh, I if if she if today was April twenty first, the feedback wouldn't be good.
0: Oh come on! I'm just being honest, man. No, but I'm saying I thought we were making those changes we, since I I've made changes, but a uh,
1: uh, lots went on. Like my situation, I'm not, and and I'm just saying it out loud, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I I haven't stepped up the way I should. Yeah, I mean, you're asking me what are some personal goals. You know why though, right?
0: Huh? You know why? You know why you haven't completely stepped up the way that you would like to your standards as a husband and a father? You know why, right? No. It's just your your cellular memory. To do what you do, your habits. Yes, yes, yes. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like you've been programmed a specific way for over a decade. So, you're right. It's not going to happen in 30 days. Right. It's not. Right. You have to almost like shed that skin, you know, one piece at a time, one layer at a time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, don't be so hard on yourself, bro. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you're already making the changes every single day, right? I promise, allow it to just compound itself the way that the rest of your life has. Yep. 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 And you will get there eventually. Of but you gotta be a consciously aware husband and parent. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Go ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. That was good.
0: So oh, no personal <laughs> boom. You wanna be a better you wanna you wanna show up as a better husband and yeah, a better always. father. Always. Yeah, yeah. Always. Okay. What about on the professional side?
1: Professional is um, we just launched a boca boca office. So we got two offices, one in Raleigh, North Carolina. We got one in Boca Raton, Florida. Um, our our goal prior to Boca was to do four million in assignments this year. We're, we're headed towards probably closer to five, but if we can hit four with the hiccup that we just had, um, I think it's super doable for us. Absolutely, and Boca should add to that. Well, will add to that. And then uh, I've mentioned this to you before. Ultimately, our goal, we want to start acquiring some deals. Mm -hmm. Um, No reason to give all this away. And then we ultimately are trying to
0: sell this business. Good.
1: Um, We came into it saying we want to build a business to sell. And I do think this model is sellable.
0: Great. Um, Some things that I was talking to Tony, uh, I I think we were in the restroom um, having a conversation about, uh, fixing and flipping. Yes. That's one thing that I would love to see a little more from you guys. And really? I know, because I for six plus years, it's so easy to get caught up with that fast nickel, right? Mm-hmm. Right? It's like churn and burn, churn and burn, churn and burn. It's just right? such
2: our personality, too. It's hard to turn mm-hmm. that
0: off, just like for sure. making that quick money. It's just such a high. I get it, I get it. But one thing that's one thing I would love to see you guys do a little yeah. more, is fix and flip a little more hold a little more and start Mm -hmm. getting into some potential big wealth generating deals like Mm -hmm. multifamily yes 100 100 the beautiful thing about
1: about us is we don't live from deal to deal Mm -hmm. we don't like and um we're blessed enough to have some money where we can do these things Mm -hmm. and i don't know if it's like um we don't have the i don't want to say we don't have the resources or the knowledge but for whatever reason we just haven't taken well i get it stuff. i think it's okay
2: it. too you know we're we're 11 months into this thing yeah, i did it you for were, six years yeah bro. and we're yeah. still building like i mean obviously eric more so than me but we're still building our departments <laughs> <laughs> your <laughs> so, department's great mine's
1: great it's perfect yeah, um but this one down so we start generating <laughs> some deals again no
2: but uh i think like you know and hiring leaders in those departments so we can build, you know, a fix and flip model or, you know, w- you know, build that side of the business out. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to do that when you're, you know, working in the business and in those departments so much. It's hard to concentrate on that. Not that that's an excuse, but I mean, that's just where we're at. And I, I don't beat myself up over it because I realize we're only 11 months into this yeah. thing. Once we hire, you know, managers for our departments and that kind of stuff, you know, I think we will expand that way.
0: Yeah. No. So what are some what are your personal goals?
2: Personal goals? Trying um, to have a baby this year? From trying to saying? have a baby. Uh, there might be that, one
1: that. on the way. Yeah.
2: That doesn't sound. <laughs> we'll keep you posted. The way. <laughs> um, no, but uh, I've never bought a house. I'm, a, I'm. My goal is to buy a house this year. Yeah. Um, I've always lived. I've been pretty nomadic. Like, I've just... Uh, I've been traveling a lot the last six or seven years. I've always, I've lived in San Diego for 13 years. So I always lived in 600 square feet. Are you going to
0: move out the, I think you got like a mobile home somewhere in SD, right? Are you going to move that out of somebody's place? No, no, no. That's staying where it's at. I think hopefully. Unless it's
2: forced. Unless it's forced. Yeah. We won't get into that either, but um, yeah. So I do have an RV out in San Diego. I stay in, but that's, that's solid out there, Yeah, yeah but yeah. to buy a house in, uh, in Raleigh, you know, we own what, I think we have eight, eight rentals now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. w- you know, we are acquiring some deals and stuff, you know, I do, you know, we own eight rentals, but I don't, I've never bought a house myself, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so that's, that's definitely a goal of mine. That'll feel good. Um, uh, and then professionally, um, a lot of the same goals, you know, Eric talked about 4 million this year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, you know, we've yet to hit a half a million dollars in one month, uh, yeah. in, in dispo deals. So, um, in assignment fees. So we think, I think we are we at 485 was our biggest month. So, you know, that's definitely written on my, on my wall is, you know, hit 500 grand in one month in the first six months of this year. And then, um, I'd like to do a million dollars, um, in assignment fees in, in one month as well by That'd the end fun. of the But yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know it's a it's a good challenge for us, um, but I th- I think we can do it. I know we can do it. Um, so those those are some of my goals.
0: Great goals, man. Mm-hmm. Hey there. Where can uh, people find you guys, Mr. Eric Klein? Where can people look for you? The Eric Klein on in Instagram. In, on right, Instagram, yeah. yeah, yeah. The Eric Klein. The Eric. Klein. The Eric Klein. C L I N E. Is it the Tony?
2: No, it's just Tony underscore Mont. M-O-N-T. M-O-N-T. Because nobody yeah. can spell Montalbano.
0: Or
1: say it.
2: Or say it, yeah. Montalbano means outhouse in the mountains.
0: So it is a baño. Well, <laughs> yeah. No, remember earlier we <laughs> were... Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's what a... bat. That's, that's what, a, what... Oh, yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't like
2: to admit that, but... <laughs> yeah. um, but anyway, Tony underscore Mont on Instagram. I love it. I yeah. love it.
0: Brother, I can't wait to see... What What are we in? April. April. Can't wait to see what, uh, what happens from here until... You know the end of the year for you guys, man. Yeah, Excited. thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it'll be big. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us today. Thank Appreciate you, you yeah. both. Yeah, guys, thank you so much. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Uh, make sure that you keep track of these two rock stars. Uh, they're just in the beginning stages, and they're already setting the industry on fire. Um, there is a fee for this show. There is a fee. Tell a friend, please. Mm. Tell there a friend. you go. Outside like of that. We'll see you next week. Thank you. I had a dream, I could buy my
1: way to heaven. When I awoke, I smit that on a necklace. I told